What's going on, rugby fans? It's Scott here at the Safa Pod. Really stoked with uh, starting the first episode and want to bring in the main man himself, Keegan Hall. Um, we're going to be having a really, really exciting episode today with a great guest, current Springbok and URC champion, Dion Free. Uh, Keegs, how you doing, mate? Ah, oh, not too bad, man. Not too bad. A hell of a lot uh, better uh, weather-wise in South Africa as opposed to Scotland, where Scott resides. Let's get your thoughts on the weekend's results. I mean, obviously, not a good weekend in the Champions and Challenge Cup for the South African teams, but certainly the Curry Cup was quite good. Um, Bulls put forty on the Griquas, which I think was was maybe needed given their their recent run of form. I can't remember how many losses it was. I think it was 12 or 13 in a row over all competitions. So your thoughts on that game? Um, yeah, the the Bulls, good good result. Good result with regards to that. Um, it's nice to see the Bulls doing well like that, especially after coming short in the other competitions. Um, Curry Cups, very interesting at the moment. Obviously, we'll get into the Pumas game next because um, Pumas are doing really well. But uh, yeah, didn't uh, didn't watch too much of the of the Curry Cup. Watched a few highlights and that. And um, yeah, interesting running rugby uh, grassroots. Obviously, sort of um, coming into these new competitions that we're all getting into. So it's nice to see some uh, a lot of experimenting in the Curry Cup, which is really yeah. nice. It's not just the the standard sort of South African way of rugby, um, which is really nice to see. There's uh, a lot of experimenting going on, and players are sort of showcasing their skills in that, which is really nice to see. Absolutely, and I mean, don't know about you, but uh, the, the Bulls obviously fully fully loaded that side with all the URC players. Definitely, Jake White yeah. deciding to, to to make a bit of a statement, and and that they did. I think they're a completely different team with Ken and Moody and Kurtley Lawrence at the back. Um, one player who I think is is not struggling for form, but certainly not as good as he was last year, was Ulrich Lowe. Um, I think he's um, he obviously burst onto the scene last year, and there was that almost tussle for for the the second or third place Springbok number eight shirt between him and Yvonne Rus. Um, but he's just not looked as good on the front foot, and I don't know if that's just because of the absence of Marcel Kutsia. Um, but certainly be interesting to see over the next two weeks where the Bulls go, because they've obviously got Leinster in the URC. Um, your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, oh my gosh. I think, yeah, we'll definitely uh, do the do the predictions right at the end, but that's that's going to be a tough game, man. That's going to be a really tough one. I mean, even the the Stormers, sort of their performance against Leinster and stuff uh, definitely gave us a lot of hope uh, with regards to this last weekend, but obviously we didn't get the results now, which we'll get into. But yeah, Leinster's, Leinster's on fire, man. Irish rugby at the moment is unbelievable. Don't get me wrong, I'm a Springbok boy no matter what, but Ireland is definitely one of my favorite teams. So I enjoy watching the Irish play and it's nice to see them sort of doing really well. But uh, yeah, not not the best when they're playing uh, the Safa team. So uh, a little All bit right. nervous for them, man. <laughs> Um, and then obviously Sharks playing the Pumas. Sharks didn't have too many uh, big names playing, um, but ended up pulling the result. Don't know if that was purely down to, to, to the home ground advantage. As you said, the the Pumas are looking really, really good at, at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's their first last of the Carrier Cup this year. Um, so, I mean... Definitely think uh, the Sharks really wanted to get a good win there and they showed a lot of grit to get that win. A uh, very close game, 19-12. So, yeah, good on the Sharks. And then final uh, final Curry Cup game of the weekend was one that I think you were at. I don't know if you remember much yeah. of it, uh, given your, your social <laughs> media posts over the weekend. Um, you know what, man? More you know what? It was, uh, yeah, it, 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 it was straight after the Stormers game. Um, so unfortunately, it was uh, either way, it was going to involve a lot of drinking at the stadium, <laughs> either celebrations or downing the sorrows. Unfortunately, downing the sorrows was the was the result. Um, but no, it was it was it was all right. It was good fun. It's always good fun going to the stadium, watching the boys play. Um, obviously, it was a great game started. I mean, don't get me wrong. I nearly threw my beer when I just finished watching the Stormers lose and then flipping Griffins go and open up with a try. I was like, no ways. Like <laughs> not two, not two times in a row. But no, the boys, the boys played really well. Um 
that a lot of nice running rugby uh, was very much up and down, but uh, both teams scoring a lot of tries and that. But yeah, thank goodness the a bit biased here, but thank goodness the province boys got the win. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's good to have two two province boys uh, leading a podcast in South African rugby. Yeah, we won't a, go there. It is, it is what it is. Uh, it is what it is. Get used um, to it, guys. Interesting point from that game, I think, is Cade Bonter starting at 10 at a Sasha Feinberg and Gonzulu, who I think was playing at 15. Um, obviously, at the moment, Marnie Lubbock is the, the standout 10, in my opinion, in South Africa. Obviously, Pollard's absolutely flying at Leicester, but um, I think that it'll be interesting to see who actually claims the second 10 spot at, at the Stormers because at the moment it's a bit up and down. I think they've given that opportunity to both Sasha and Cade, but neither one of them really took it. Were you impressed by either one of them over the weekend? Um, not, not entirely, man. Like it was, uh, yeah, it was a very, it was a very loose game. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing. I mean, look at like, to be fair, the, the Curry Cup, like I said, so it's a lot of experimenting. It's good rugby. Um, but yeah, nothing, no super standouts and stuff. I think now, especially with, um, the new competitions that we're in, the fact that it's not just super rugby anymore, but it's, yeah. uh, two extra competitions. Um, I, I hated it in the beginning of the season when Jake White made that point that no South African team is going to win the, the Heineken cup because of uh, lack of depth. But uh, yeah, it is it is pretty much pretty much that uh, at this point. So it's definitely something we're working on and stuff. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's quite difficult. You sort of just take it um, in in your stride and stuff when you when you're watching the Curry Cup. Um, but no, it's 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 very interesting. I mean, even in general, like the game on Saturday when I went to the stadium, like the last time I've been to a rugby game at the stadium must have been years. I mean, geez, must have yeah. been like when we were still in school and that, man, <laughs> like 18 years old, so good few years ago. And it's, it's yeah, it's, it's very sad to see sort of like not a not a big showing at the Curry Cup games. Obviously, yeah. when the Stormers are doing well and it's uh, crunch time and the knockouts and that, the stadium really fills up. I mean, especially uh, last year's final and that was absolutely amazing. But yeah, it's it's, it's definitely sad to see the, the Curry Cup sort of support dropping a little bit. As, as I said, like I wasn't, uh, I was probably chatting and, and drinking more than actually <laughs> watching the rugby at the stadium. So I just made sure I watched the highlights after, <laughs> after the game as well in preparation. But no, it, is, it is something very interesting that I'm sure we'll we'll uh, get into topic with the guests and everything just with regards to Curry Cup and how it's doing at the moment. Yeah, I think that's that's obviously a really interesting point. And you and I have discussed this in, in depth the fact that the Curry Cup started to feel like a bit more of a feeder competition than necessarily the the historic competition that has been. Almost feel like the Varsity Cup has got a bit more chiss, but I'm sure Dion's got his his own views on that. So it'll be interesting to hear. Uh, Getting into crunch time, you mentioned it there. South African team's not really doing too well uh, during both the Challenge and the uh, Champions Cup over the weekend. I think actually the Challenge Cup is is the one that didn't impress me the most, but the Lions performing that was was probably the one that gave me the most heart. I mean, they they had a bit of a dip in form mid-season, but they're they're looking a lot better now. Glasgow, very, very hard team to to beat away. I went to the Stormers-Glasgow game that the Stormers arguably should have won, um, but didn't quite have the metal at the end of the game to, to ah. do that. Um, so I, I think that that the score line does flatter the lines a little bit, but um, definitely the the performance of the weekend for me from a South African team in terms of the European fixtures. Nah, it's great stuff, man. Great stuff. Um, in terms of the travel for South African teams at the moment, I um, don't know if you saw the video that's that's doing the rounds on social media of a bunch of the uh, the Lions players stuck in an economy at the back of the plane, um, knees around their ears. Um, just seems would. like we've we've not quite worked out the kinks of, of that as a, as a nation, if you will, as a rugby nation, getting our teams across there in, in good time, but also giving the big boys some some space to to lay out their legs. I mean, a little bit of leg imagine, room, guys. Imagine jumping a line out and uh, you, you, you've not unwrapped yourself yet. Um, so yeah, I think that was that was was something that was was quite interesting for me. I think there was delays for the Stormers going over. Sharks had less delays. I think they left when they were supposed to, but um, 
teams going over multiple planes, there's there's definitely some kinks to be behind out there. Um, you obviously also had the uh, Toulouse Sharks game. That the big news before that was the fact that Yebin's out. Um, sounds like it's apparently twelve to sixteen weeks, so he might not even make the um kind of domestic fi- fixtures between the All Blacks and ourselves. Um, so I suppose that the question for you, Steegs, is who replaces him? I think Eben's the one player last year that we we weren't without, no matter which game it was, maybe one yeah. where he came off the bench. But other than that, he, he was a standout player last year, in my opinion, in the top three players of the world. A hundred percent, man. Like a oh, big Eben Itzabeth fan, like from the beginning, uh, very heartbroken when he, when he left the Stormers and that. But I mean, hey, it is what it is. These guys need to... Uh, they've got their own journeys and stuff. So it's geez, as long as they're performing well and they're happy and family's happy and everything, then you know what? Good yeah. on them. And that, you know, it is obviously very, very disappointing losing a player like that, uh, especially in a World Cup year for the Springboks and even just for, for the local teams as well, regardless if um, Storm is supporters or not, you like to see your local teams doing well. Um, it, with regards to who replaces him, man, it is, it is definitely a tough replacement. Um, yeah, I, honestly, I'd, I'd love to hear your, your opinion with regards to, to locks and that, you know, just in depth and, and everything. It's, I mean, I, I, I don't really know is the honest answer. I think Evans, you, you always need, Evan plays four, which is obviously that enforcer type, the, the, the tight head lock. Um, one of the French players came up with a really, really interesting comment recently where he said the tight head locks, the only real lock that's left, um, the, the loose head lock is now like a, an extra loose forward. Which I almost agree with. If you look at um, Franco Mostert, who can now slot into the seven position, who usually plays loose head lock, um, you almost wonder if a, an RG Snayman's fit. Does does he slot in there with a Lurt Diaga, or do you make it Lurt and 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 Franco Mostert and then bring RG Snayman off the bench? Um, and then the uh, the other one would maybe be uh, somebody like Marvin Ori, who. For me, he was actually a Stormers standout player over the weekend. He he got through a lot of work and, and actually made it into the um, European Dream Team. Only South African player to do so. So, um, Dream Team of the Week, I should say. So, I think those those three are probably the, the main three. Um, and then you, you kind of wonder whether or not somebody like a Jason Jenkins, who currently plays for Leinster, does he start knocking on the door um, for, for inclusion? Yeah. I mean, you, you know what, like, as... Especially with the Springboks, I mean, a lot of times you just end up experimenting um, so many times. Um, so it's, it's going to be quite interesting to see uh, what the coaches do with regards to selections and sort of replacements and everything like that. Um, I have no doubt that they have uh, the, the golden plan somewhere <laughs> there that, uh, you know, we, in Rossi we, we trust. In Rossi we trust, you know, uh, always has his hand in there. So, um, no, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think, uh, there's definitely quite a few players, like you say, that, that there's options and that's uh, one thing that Springboks do have is depth. So, yeah. uh, regardless, I think, I think we'll definitely be all right. Uh, obviously I'm going to be missing him, but, uh, yeah. Absolutely. And I think we've both been kind of maybe jumping around this result because we don't really want to talk about it but uh storm is going down to exeter at 42 17 final score all 17 of those points coming in the second half um just didn't seem clinical enough keeks um exeter clearly clearly had it i don't know if there there was a bit of fatigue from the travel but i don't know how sober you were when you watched the the stormers game either but it definitely wasn't wasn't an easy one to watch as a, a stormers fan no, 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 definitely not. I mean, uh, yeah, I was was pretty sober, but the the more the game went on, the more the drinks went down. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it, you know what? It just it just really seemed like there was just no no energy, no urgency. Um, like you say, it could just be from that uh, travel fatigue, something like that. Um, it's it's just not the usual sort of you know guys flying in there, sort of making those big hits. Uh, yeah. the, the South African way, you know, where all these uh, teams and international teams are are nervous of playing the South African teams, you know. Um, yeah. So I think just with with regards to that, and even even on attack, I mean, we the the Stormers haven't really been a great defensive team this year. We've definitely conceded um, conceded a lot of tries, yeah. um, but we've scored a lot as well. I mean, um, I, I actually didn't double check, but Lubbock's been like top point scorer for like the whole season in, in the Heineken uh, cup. 
and it just shows that we score a lot of tries. So, I mean, when they when they first uh, scored those two tries, I, I definitely had hope because, um, I mean, we generally come back and we yeah. can score those two tries. But, geez, to go down when you've got no points on the board um, at halftime is is quite tough. And then conceding one or two tries and, yeah, it was, it was, it was disappointing. But, yeah, back to the drawing board. Need to get that depth going. And uh, there's always next year. Let's hope the URC, we can just uh, secure those Heineken spots again. And then, yeah, on yeah. to the next Absolutely. I think a really, really telling change at halftime was um, was uh, Dobson changing the, the back row. I think he made two replacements straight off the bat. Um, you do wonder whether or not starting Achiva Diamani, as much as he's had quite a few minutes this this year, um, missing Dion Free, obviously out with injury at the moment, and, and we'll speak to him about that. But um, the ability to slow that ball down at the breakdown is is so important at the top level and it just felt like X2 were getting easy ball and there wasn't much disruption there um and the stormers were, were definitely jamming in on defense so that outside space was was there for yeah. the taking yeah yeah definitely it was um 100 what they're doing i mean you could see it like straight from the beginning as well sort of that rush defense just just didn't seem like they it was working and it looked like uh, Exeter pretty much had their had their number um for that for that defense strategy. But uh is what it is, eh? You win some, you lose some. Uh doesn't necessarily mean they're the better team, but it just means that they uh the better team on the day. And that's Absolutely. all right. You know? we'll, rise we'll, in the morning. We'll 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 take what we'll take what we can and, and the honest answer is us South Africans are usually terrible losers, as most social media will tell you. Um, but for once, I think we've just got to be humble and defeat and 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 then go on to the next one. But I think that the man to to get the uh, the the opinion of will certainly be Dion Free. And speaking of which, we are absolutely delighted to be joined by current URC champion and Springbok Dion Free. Dion, how are you, mate? How's the weekend? How's the recovery going? No, good weekend. Um, it was a chocolate-filled children uh, weekend over Easter, so they kept us busy. Um, but the injury is good. Um, a bit frustrating because it's not so uncomfortable or, or anything. So it just feels like I can play, but unfortunately, the clever people that uh, have a degree in medicine says I can't. So. <laughs> I think never like uh, listening to the clever people. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're a harder man than most Dion, so I think they'd, they'd be down and out. I certainly yeah. would be. And tell me, obviously, boys are playing over the weekend, both province and, and the Stormers. Are you the type of player that when you're kind of injured or out or on holiday, do, do you watch any other rugby or is it kind of right? I'm, I'm now focusing on recovery and, and just going to gonna block that out and spend time with them. Yeah, I'm, like I'll watch, I'll watch the guys. I'll watch the Stormers and, and the province boys play, but uh, I won't um, waste too much time watching other games. Um, try to get that mental break away when, when you have the opportunity because it's, it's quite a full year these days with the URC and the Champions Cup. And, and if you throw the box in there as well you don't really yeah. get to switch off a bit so yeah I don't watch too much other games but if our boys play definitely I'll support them and try to give input after the game if we win or lose yeah absolutely and obviously a bit of a disappointing result over the weekend but um, I, I mean Europe's Europe's always difficult you you would have known from, from playing with Leon um, yeah. once to get your thoughts on the, the game over the weekend do you think that, that travel fatigue played a bit of a factor in, in that first half? Uh, no, I don't think uh, that much. Probably planning-wise, it, it disrupted a bit because the plans, the plan was not leaving on Monday and then you yeah. luckily Tuesday and you have, you have Wednesday and Thursday as training. But unfortunately, there was a, um, a stuff up with the, with the travel agency and stuff. Um, yeah. So we could only, they could only fly out on Tuesday and then I think that, that took a knock-on effect a bit. But... Then not excuses. I think uh, it's not the first time the guys travel. They know what's expecting of it. Um, I think uh, yeah, we just couldn't get out of the blocks in the first 20 minutes. We were on the back foot the whole time and was bending our own off. Um, that's something to work on. And like you said, it's uh, it's such a, the Heineken Cup or Champions Cup is a prestige competition. The guy all like I, I knew when I played there. Uh, teams really throw in the kitchen sink, the kitchen sink when they when they play in that tournament because it's so prestigious and uh, it's a, it's a different level. Um, and yeah, we it's our first year and we learn we will learn from it. Spoke to Dobo yesterday when he landed and yeah, we had a good discussion about the game and and the tournament so far. And yeah, like I told him, we we did well for the first year. I, I, we can 
keep our heads up high and uh, we know what to expect next year. And now we put all our focus on the URC now and then and knockout games almost in, in two weeks' time. I mean, even uh, just the fact of like all these European uh, tournaments and that, the fact that it's uh, all South African final last year and uh, the boys made the Heineken Cup now, it's uh, absolutely amazing as a supporter and as a fan uh, yeah. to see all, all the South African teams playing in such a prestigious competition and that, you know. So it's, uh, yeah, kudos to you guys. Uh, yeah. It's been a great first two years uh, traveling to Europe and that. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I said to my wife over the weekend, imagine um, we won and the Sharks won and there were a possibility that if we still win our games, we, uh, we would play the Sharks in the in the final in the Champions Cup and imagine there's two sides in the URC. I don't think in a normal URC and the Champions Cup. But uh, yeah. <laughs> there, would like been, there would have been a revolt. <laughs> That, yeah, that, definitely, that would not have gone down well. I, Might have got the boots. <laughs> <laughs> they're in and they're out. I, yeah. I suppose, Dion, you, you've mentioned Dobbo there. I'm really interested to, to get your thoughts. It, it felt like he, he took a little while to, to get into the swing of things in terms of coaching, etc. Um, specifically with, with the Stormers boys, but he's done phenomenally well with the team and he seems like a really, really likable guy. Every interview that I've heard of his any of the players when you speak to speak or, or hear from them they always say that he's he's a really nice bloke what's he like as a coach and is he the, the, the type of man that when he speaks everybody listens and, and everybody's willing to, to go onto that field and pretty much die for him yes definitely I think he's he's such a clever um, uh, it's the way he speaks and how he gets like uh, every week we've got a theme and then, and then he'll um He'll, he'll just press on that theme the whole week and he'll do a presentation like a history lesson, sometimes history, sometimes use uh, box, boxing analysis uh, uh, thing, sometimes Muhammad Ali, and he'll yeah. make a whole story about it. And then at the end, he'll just connect how the theme of the week and how we should play connect with the story. I think he, he keeps the guys focused on the game and what's 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 at task uh, over the weekend. So in that, that regard, it's, he's, he's, he's phenomenal. And especially with, with the coaching staff around him, I think uh, uh, Darby Snowman is doing fantastic with the attack and Norman, our defence record, speaks for itself with him yeah. getting us up for, for every game. So I think, uh, and, and Rita in the line-outs, uh, it's, we're doing well with our mall drives. I think we're on top of uh, the stats uh, with mauling tries. So, um, yeah, I think the, the old setup, uh, it's a happy setup at the moment. Um, we'll see what happens after this loss in the week's training. Yeah. Um, like I said, yeah, I think we, we've, we've grown a lot since last year and the guys will take it on the chin and we'll just uh, be better in this weekend against Munster. Yeah, and I mean, obviously this weekend's game, obviously quite a big one. I think that the boys will want two, two five pointers over the next two weeks to, to keep that second spot. Lens yeah. to look, lens to look dangerous in, in number one, and and we'll, we'll yeah. obviously eventually get to that. But I suppose my my main thought over this is: Do you think now that kind of European Cup is done, or, or Champions Cup as it's now called, is is finished? That'll give you boys the the time, and 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 same with the Sharks, the Lions, and and the Bulls. Do you think that will kind of because you're only focusing on one competition, it'll it'll almost make life not a little bit easier, but but sharpen that focus a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, it's a, it's a bit uh, rough at the moment. Uh, I think with the coaching staff because we've got the Curry Cup running as well um, in between all these two tournaments as well. So just to narrow it down a bit and get the guys more focused and and and, and planning for, for for what our goal was in the beginning of the season. I think. Um, to be honest, I think don't think in the beginning of the season we would have said like let's go to the final of the Heineken Cup. We just wanted to compete well. I think, uh, in my opinion, uh, I only speak for myself, but I think we did quite really well um, for the first year. As was what I spoke to Dobo yesterday. So definitely, I think the URC um, is going to be interesting. Now we need the win against Munster to get Ulster more than five points away from us uh, getting yeah. into the lockdown to get that second spot again. And then you never know, hopefully Lengthe will fall short again and then we've got a final again. <laughs> that would be, that, that would be yeah. unreal, wouldn't it? I think yeah. Keegs and I, Keegs and I were having a bit of a chat about the, the carry cup. So he went to the, the province game over the weekend. And um, one of the questions we had was, do you think because we're now competing in those two extra competitions obviously when we were competing in super rugby it was that one competition and then the curry cup because you've now got the two and then the one do you think that 
the, the Curry Cup's almost turning into more of a, a, a feeder competition and, and turning more into almost like a, a talent breeding competition? Yeah, I think it's a good opportunity for for um, for, for young guys getting getting a th- uh, getting a feet, and it's still a competitive competition. And especially for guys who are coming back from injury, they can yeah. get one or two games in there before they have to slot back into the URC. But I don't think I don't think it's a watered down competition. I think if the URC ends end of May, there's still like three or four weeks of Curry Cup left, and then you'll see all those guys heading back to the Curry Cup and then yeah. it's almost like the old days that's where the box were gone in the Curry Cup and then they joined the last four or five weeks and then yeah. you've got the and strength in, in the final in the Curry Cup so it's a good thing uh, but it's yeah, I think it's difficult to manage uh, because if you if you if the URC plays overseas you have to take 28 guys and so there's but six seven guys not playing that could have played in the Curry Cup but you can't just yeah. take 20 so it's, yeah. I think the the handling of squat depth, depth and all that stuff is going to be tricky. But that's that's what the European teams does overseas, and they they, they manage it. But it's our first two years, and we'll learn from from as we go on. And then I, I think that that actually brings me on to my next point really really well. Is you, you mentioned obviously that the other European teams you've got a wealth of experience playing playing abroad i think you played for leon and then grenoble too um what was that like and, and what was the reason that you decided to, to head abroad was it the opportunity was it trying to trying to broaden the horizons while you could yeah i think um i first almost went 2012 after the Cup. by had a sort of deal with Toulon, but that fell fell through. And I was I wasn't selected for the box there. I had a good year. I think I was uh, a Curry Cup player of the year and stuff. But I didn't just just couldn't do that next step and go for the box. And I thought let's let's try something else. Um, just got married. Thought we can broaden our horizons a bit. Go see overseas. Get see Europe and do a bit of traveling. So yeah, we enjoyed enjoyed that. Enjoy the five, first five years in Lyon. It's it was an amazing city. And then our yeah, last years in Grenoble wasn't that wasn't that uh, nice for me because we played in the second division and I just felt I just still had good rugby in me. And then yeah, yeah I, stick, I stuck two two years out there. And then luckily I got the opportunity to come back to to Cape Town. And yeah, um, the rest is history. Absolutely, and and a good yeah. history it is. Yeah. Um, and and tell me, obviously, you you play, you started your career at, at hooker, and 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 then moved into the back row. Um, yeah. do you still hop into the front row during practice at times when when numbers are a bit short? I, I try to avoid it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> if the numbers are short, uh, I get the two fatties next to me that lose in the. <laughs> And we go in, but yeah, I still practice my um, line-out throwing and stuff because with with the box, uh, I, I am that option if if yeah. uh, the emergency is there. So I have to keep that skill up, up to standard now. And um, the, the the one thing I was wondering too is obviously you'd mentioned it there, 2012, great year. I think that was the year that um, this was kind of almost made it to to, to winning um, yeah. Super Rugby, and and they also won the Curry Cup that year. So yeah. it was a great year for for Western Province Rugby. Um, you decided to to leave and come back. Did you ever think that the the box would come a knocking, or was that just a, a really surprise? No, that was definitely a pleasant surprise. When I came back, I was 34, 35, and what's what's the, what's the chances? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... running, running around <laughs> on the floor. And, and yeah, I just came back. First URC game against uh, Benetton. Uh, first 15 minutes, broke my cheekbone. I was like, yes. I was, just came back. The public and the supporters will like, you see, that's why I don't contract like all the brittle bone <laughs> <laughs> players. <laughs> So I was quite quite down on that, and yeah, luckily I came back, came back, and everything went well with the team and with me, and yeah, it went well. But yeah, definitely the the box was a big big surprise. Um, I was it was they announced the squad after after the semi final, and I was after the game I had to redo my stitches in my lip, and that's when they announced the team or the squad in the change room. I wasn't there, so I only heard it like <laughs> ten minutes after after everyone heard it. So yeah, it was a good a good surprise. And um, obviously, Rusty Erasmus, Jacques Ninova, Ninova, rather, um, that both both seem like really interesting guys, and, yeah. and the team that they've got got around them, stick, etc. What's that setup like? Is that a, a, quite a big step up from from the URC? And what are they like as coaches? Yeah, no, definitely. I think the the amount of work they do behind the scenes with stats and playlists and all that stuff. We had a, a two day. Um, 
Barcamp thing and where we literally had meetings six hours a day, just going through clips and what the plan is and stuff. And the, the type of anal- analysis they do is, is mind boggling. It's like, how are you still married with, with kids when you're sitting in front of a computer all the time? <laughs> sorting out all those stats and stuff but uh, yeah i think they they know what they want to do they know what what they want to achieve i think the guys are are, are buying into it so it will be interesting getting into what's our first first games uh, in july against australia in victoria and um, tell me in terms of aspirations for this year i'm assuming going back to france this time for very different reasons the world cup yeah. you, is, yeah. is that the the grand plan and and kind of where where the the aim is Yes, no, definitely. I think uh, that will be like a cherry on top with, for, for my career if I can if I can go back there and and, and represent the the box in in France where I stayed seven years. I've still got a few mates to that side, um, so it will be nice to catch up with them and to see them. But uh, yeah, still a lot of water to cross under a bridge before then. Um, hopefully, we can keep the URC trophy here before I can go into the mix there. Absolutely, and I think that we we saw that the celebrations post uh, UFC last year, yeah. uh, Hachiva Diamani's celebrations yeah. certainly looked yeah. looked yeah, good. What, what, what a man! What a warrior! <laughs> 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 uh, I, I, I should go on a trip if I'm on if I was in, but yeah, unfortunately, we we left that Sunday for the Bach camp after the after the final, so we couldn't really enjoy. Enjoyed with the boys, but uh, we had the, the trophy tour on the Friday when we got back. So that was we had a few beers uh, with everyone after after that. No, it's like it. Well, I, yeah. I'd love to hear because I've I've gone out a, a few times in the in the town, and I've definitely seen some of the boys pop up at uh, Tigers yeah. Bulk and Village <laughs> Idiots. I've seen yeah. kids off at VIP patron there have to be. <laughs> what's 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 sort of the go-to night out for for majority of the boys in that? Yeah, usually we um, if you play in town, they, we got something with, with Jerry's. I think it's a Jerry's there in Heritage Square. So sometimes the boys go there, and then Kitty always got someone something up his sleeve. Uh, yeah, so they always, especially his wife, they they know they can <laughs> they know pull a few strings at clubs uh, without so, standing in a line. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, what what you're saying is he's captain, fantastic. He leads on the field and he leads the charge. Yeah, I know. Too. No, he's uh, he's a beast uh, on and off the field. You can't put him down with that red day starts firing. You have to stand clear. Uh, <laughs> and um, talking about leading the charge, uh, one of the questions I had is obviously post game celebrations are, are quite important, but prep for for games is really important too. Do you or any of the Stormers team have any strange rituals? Are any of you? superstitious is there anybody that does something really weird on game day that you'd, you'd like to call out no um not so yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's weird but like I always tie my left boot first i don't know why oh, yeah um, I, think, I think skulk i was uh, when skulk still still played he sat next to me his cubicle was next to me and he always tied his left boot and i was like <laughs> okay uh, I'm going to do the same as him because he's called Berger back then. So I think uh, that drew on me a bit. And now with Norman, Norman Laker, um, with with my with my Apple Watch, um, I give him my watch to to wear to get the steps in for my for my to pay, to pay, <laughs> my life insurance and medical aid. So he gets my step on game days. So yeah, I think that's the only two that I have that, that I'm doing. Any strange other ones? Uh, no, the guys are no. It's quite chill. There's pretty, no. Pretty no, no big ones that's that standing out where you rise, raise eyebrows like, what's this guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I suppose just to, to end things off, you've you've won won the URC. You've 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 got the the Springbok call up a couple of caps there. Would you say those two are the the highlights of your career? Is there anything else that really stands out for you? Yeah, I think that one and the the Curry Cup winning the Curry Cup twenty twelve. I think um, it was uh, growing up. You were watching the Curry Cup since you've been a boy and I remember my dad was a big Blue Bull supporter and they, and they lost the Curry Cup whatever he would throw the TV with with coins and stuff and then me and my sister <laughs> would pick up the coins and go buy pizza because <laughs> he, was, he was so angry so we we really enjoyed it when the Blue, uh, Blue Bulls uh, lost lost games because we know we can eat pizza that night so <laughs> uh, that was a big one and yeah definitely the, the, the debut for the box is, is something that every boy or every guy that's watched, uh, watched rugby that's yeah, it's a pinnacle of of of, of career for uh, for a good player. Yeah, I think like sort of just diving into that, um, especially the Bok thing. 
Um, obviously, like you mentioned, it's always a dream for every young player to sort of focus on that Springbok pinnacle and uh, everything like that. I feel um, for me personally, with with my whole um, journey with what I do on social media and everything, it definitely took a few years of really just like keep grinding, keep grinding, not quite getting somewhere. And then like it finally happens and it's so great. Um, I think your story is is pretty exceptional in the sense of exactly like you said, it was like almost like a surprise. Um, was it something that when you came back, were you still like really pushing for the Springbok thing or was it just purely just out of the enjoyment of the game? You wanted to come back home and uh, sort of play uh, for the Stormers and that. And then if anything happened, it happened or was it something that you were sort of pushing for at the same time? No, to be honest, it didn't cross my mind when I came back. Um, like I said, I broke my cheekbone the first game. So my first priority was getting back onto the field and just repay um, the storm or so with some problems for, for giving me the opportunity to come back home and and sign another year or two contract just, just to get my feedback and get the family sorted. And then, yeah, I was just, just uh, starting enjoying playing with the team and we did well and everything. And uh, to be honest, it, didn't cross my mind um, until like when the media was start talking about it in the, in the paper and you like thought about it, but you didn't put your heart on it. Mm. But um, yeah, fortunately, um, yeah, got the call up. I think back then before I left, I think there was really close, good players. I think the Skulks and the Frontier Lowe's and all those guys were playing. So it was more harder back then. So I, I, maybe the window of opportunity was a bit better this this time around. And luckily I played well and, and got rewarded for it. Yeah, I think that's great. So for for any of the kids out there uh, listening or or anything like that, sometimes I feel obviously you've got to have those sort of dreams and aspirations, but yeah. sometimes you end up putting too much pressure on yourself, and you know you just stop uh, enjoying what you're doing in life and everything yeah. like that. You know, I think obviously you're absolute uh, a perfect example of this. Just sort of having fun, enjoying what you're doing, and you end up performing really well, and then you get the accolades for it. So yeah, I think that's yeah. definitely a takeaway for everyone out there i think you hit the nail on the head there keegan i think the enjoyment thing is is, is a big big part of it that don't put too much pressure on you because that that will show on the field and that's where you're going to be jittery and not going full steam for what, what you want to do and i think that yeah hit the nail on the head. If, if, if you enjoy it all the things will will fall in place automatically Fantastic. And uh, about enjoyment, I really enjoyed the uh, tweet that you put out uh, after the uh, Harlequins game. Um, <laughs> bit of a bit of a, a social media frenzy as to whether or not there was a, a bit of ball tampering happening again on Joe Muller's side. Um, uh, but the uh, the question I had to you was what what actually happened while you were sitting on the floor? Did was it something he said? Was it something that he did? He's he's quite well known for being yeah. No, no. To be honest, he didn't. He didn't do any ball tampering. He's not Australian. <laughs> Australian is a good player, so it was no ball tampering. Um, no, I was just uh, sitting on the ground. He was standing behind me, and he just pushed his knee into my back. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a guy. On the field. If you if you do unnecessary shit with me, I uh, just my my lip just blows. So um, yeah, he just did that, and I just jumped up, and that's that's where the whole thing started. Um, on Monday, my, I think my sister sent me the clip of Swayze the Brave on Sunday night. Yeah. Like this, this was happened. I said, no, okay, I don't think gonna gonna do, think much of it. And then as the week progressed, you just see all these websites putting <laughs> it and thinking, it. I'm like, shit. I told my wife, now maybe I must I must just help with her because he's He's got a history of it. You don't yeah. want to be, yeah. just throw petrol in the flames when it was it wasn't. And then I just sent the tweet and yeah, he, he sent a text back to me and said, Yeah, thank you for just clearing the air and stuff. And and he said, you know, he sometimes uh <laughs> use the word on the field. And I said, No, man, I'm I'm also that guy sometimes and it happens. It's rugby, that's why we love the game and um yeah, no hard feelings. What's, yeah, I think sometimes they can get so overboard, the media and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like from schoolboy level all the way to the top, yeah. everyone loves a little bit of argy-bargy every now and yeah. then. And it's just like you get over it, man. At the end of the game, yeah, yeah. shake hands and get on with it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I think it clearly shows that you're you're a better man than most. And, and clearly, it was really a, a, yeah. a nice thing to do. And, and definitely uh, definitely made me smile when I saw the tweet. Yeah. I <laughs> Dion, final final question for me is obviously this this is the first podcast for ourselves. So um one of the things we wanted to start doing was making sure that we're asking the right questions. And I wondered if there was a question that you've never been asked that you wish 
interviewers and and the media would ask you um and and what that that question might be yeah it's uh, sometimes it's difficult in media when you do media and press conferences in the week or after the game they always ask the question but they know the answer of um yeah so sometimes i get like frustrated you're asking a question but you know what's what answer we're going to give you for on that question so yeah i think uh yes on top of my head um can't really think of a of, of, of a good question someone have asked me but maybe maybe just more I, they never never ask like like more technical they 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 try to jump just jump on a bag wing just to get just to write, write some sensation i think uh yeah. some some media it's just just write honesty and and like in case in point like what happened with me and joe marla no one contacted yeah. me it was my 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 side of the story they just wrote something and just one clickbait you know and i think uh, if you don't think there's honest uh, journalism out there uh so but yeah i think those guys can yeah if that can happen but that's why you guys are yeah uh, i think podcasts and those stuff get the true meaning of when you speak to a player what what really is going on so it's great, great what you guys are doing thank you very much and and on that note, we just wanted to say thank you very much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, great to, to hear your story. And obviously, best of luck for, yeah. for the rest of the year. We're certainly personally invested both in, in the Stormers yeah. province and, and, and the box. So we'll, we'll definitely be cheering you on for the rest of the year. And uh, you you bring the, the, the URC title back and also the box uh, do the business over the course of the year yeah. too. Yeah, thanks. Thanks you guys. Scott Keegan, uh, it was nice chatting and yeah, I'll follow you guys and uh, see what other characters you bring on the podcast. It's always <laughs> like it to to uh, uh, the guys speak uh, open frankly and stuff. So Stiggs, Dion Fury, what a man, what a nice guy. Um, what a guy, man. Really enjoyed what a guy. That. Um, no, that, was, that was awesome. Uh, honestly, first guest, obviously first podcast. Uh, we have a Springbok rugby player on and what an absolute legend at that. Super nice guy and uh, very keen to see sort of where this podcast goes, who we get on next. So the viewers and the listeners, let us know who you're keen for us to kind of have on. Uh, we didn't do it this time around, uh, but we had the beers ready. So next We're podcast, we will make sure to crack open a cold one just to show that we are very, very mellow podcast. We just had a chat with the boys. Uh, so yeah, let us uh, let us know who you want uh, you want next on the pod. And I just wanted to say I'm, I'm not overly disappointed that we didn't crack open the beers because it's only twenty to ten. It's it's ten a.m. Um, and I've not had breakfast yet, so that would have been that would have been quite interesting. <laughs> hey, breakfast beers, boys. Breakfast beers. <laughs> would have gone straight to the head. Dion Free would not have uh, <laughs> thought we were respectable in any way, shape, form. Um, oh. But yeah, I mean, he's he's an absolute warrior on the field. Um, whenever you see him on the field coming up at a ruck, he he's a master of the dark arts and and fetching. So um, I think that the Stormers need him back asap. And I think his his comments on on the, the the Stormers and the fact that and the other South African teams too, the fact that they got as far as they did in Europe this year was was actually a good thing. And and the fact that they 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 didn't necessarily think they were going to. It wasn't. It was an added bonus. Their main main focus was the URC was quite interesting. And I think it's it's a good point for us South African fans who can sometimes be a bit fickle that um it's it's a we're in a we're in a good place it's our first year there we've done well yeah. and, and it's taking that into our stride and, and focusing on the year to come yeah i think i think that's definitely me as well like i'm a i'm a little bit fickle <laughs> i want more of my teams all the time um but no ex- ex- exactly what he says i mean a couple of days later now that the the beers have worn off the hung- the hangovers worn off so um i'm i'm pretty happy exactly what he was saying it's it's all like sort of building stages as well like i don't think we've ever really had club teams compete yeah. in so many different um competitions and let alone like the most prestigious competition at club level pretty much in um in world rugby i'd i'd, I'd even say yeah. you know the, the european heineken cup is absolute is an absolute pleasure to watch you know not only for south african teams but i've watched it for quite a long time with with yeah. all the teams involved in that it's great rugby so the fact that we were able to make have two teams make the quarterfinals um just sort of shows where we are we'll go and uh, hopefully dominate in the urc and uh back to the building blocks man this is, this is all exactly like you're saying it's such a tricky thing to do especially with all the overlapping of the tournaments uh for the coaching on on that side of things so it's uh yeah i think uh we should all 
just just be a little bit easy on the boys in the sense that um, we can we can definitely be proud of everything they've achieved so far this season. And uh, there's still plenty more of the season left in the other competitions. So let's continue to back our boykies. Absolutely. And um, I think uh, looking ahead to this weekend, there's, there's quite a few interesting fixtures, both in, in the Curry Cup and in the URC. Uh, Friday afternoon, I think Curry Cup-wise, we've got Sharks and the Bulls. I think I'm backing the Sharks on that one, to be honest. I know the yeah. Bulls pulled it back last okay. week, but those URC players that really fronted up uh, during the Curry Cup last week will, will be paying in the URC this weekend. So I can't see it going anywhere else but but the Sharks, to be honest. Yeah, no, 100%. And I mean, next game as well is uh, Province versus Cheetahs. I think that's going to be a great running game. I am going to put that. Obviously, uh, we actually didn't mention it before, but uh, Cheetahs beat the Lions. Let me just double check the scoreline. Chiefs put a uh, (laughs) a technical difficulties. There you go, (laughs) 52-15. Obviously, quite a bit of uh, ill discipline there. I think it was... uh, Two yellow cards. Two yellows, one red. Thank you. Two yellows, one red. red. The red was the red was pretty ruthless. Definitely warranted. Um, but yeah, no, definitely a lot of tries uh, coming as well. A hat trick scored. A lot of good running rugby from the Cheetahs. Uh, Province had uh, a lot of tries scored as well. So I think that's going to be a very interesting game. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be biased and say Province, <laughs> but it's. But but me saying that it's going to be a very interesting game is is me giving giving the accolades to the cheaters. But it's, yeah. it's always going to be province in my mind. Uh, I I reckon province have got it too, and that's both my my head and my heart. Um, which <laughs> which might be a bit biased. Um, but there we go. And then I think um we've we've also got Curry Cup on Sunday. There's a bit of a double header there. You've got um Griffins hosting the Pumas. Who's your money on stakes? Uh, yeah, I think it's an easy bet that one. Pumas uh, should definitely take it. I mean, especially dropping a game, losing their first game of the season uh, in the Curry Cup last week. Uh, yeah, I think Pumas are going to come out and just uh, do some do some damage against the Griffins. And then your afternoon kickoff, I think it's, it's uh, about 2 or 5 or 4 or 5. Can't remember. Don't know what the time difference is. Yeah, four. Um, so 4 or 5. So got the Lions hosting the Griquas. I think that one should actually be quite an interesting matchup. Um, I do wonder if the Lions at home ground advantage might just edge it though. Yeah, yeah, I think it's um, they're both pretty much similar place on the table. Um, Lions are definitely, obviously, like we mentioned with the Cheetahs game, they're going to be going back to the drawing board. So yeah, they've got a lot to sort of play for after the performances last weekend. So yeah, I think it's going to be a very interesting game. I think, like you say, but a home uh, home ground advantage. Uh, Lions might just take that one. Absolutely. And then getting on to the URC Friday night fixture, you've got Sharks hosting Benetton. Um, I suppose the, 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 the big thing there is Benetton's uh, away kind of form isn't that good. At home, they're actually quite a tough, tough team to beat. Um, done really, really well in the, the Challenge Cup, but I just can't see the Sharks dropping that one, if I'm honest. No, no, definitely not. Exactly, I would say um, they're going to have the full, full team, full lineup there. Um, they actually played pretty phenomenal this last weekend. To be fair, um, I didn't watch the actual game, but I watched the highlights, and it was. Um, I just saw saw the final results. I thought it was probably a dismal performance, but they actually played really, really well um, for majority of the game. But unfortunately, just lost it. Um, that little bloody French number nine is a Anton Dupont. Has anybody Bloody actually question. checked if he's human? Genuine no, question. No. Is, has anybody checked if he's not either an alien or a cyborg? Because I'm not convinced so, he's human. I don't think so. We should go check Area 51 sometime, <laughs> man. Straight out of Area 51. But yeah, yeah. I mean, the Sharks didn't play bad. They, they didn't play bad. They just lost it at the end there. And I mean, once uh, in, in a quarterfinal or knockout game, once you start dropping points like that, it's yeah. very difficult turn around and sort of get that clears back but yeah no i think i think they definitely take it this weekend man got a lot I to think, play for i think if you had even in that team jen Hendricks, uh grant williams is a, a fantastic scrum half um he's great at running rugby but knockout rugby you want somebody who's slightly more adept at the box kicking and yeah. i think that would have would, would have maybe been the difference however grant williams's try was Absolutely phenomenal. So we can't take that yeah. away from them. Um, and then I think Saturday fixtures, um, 
got a, a literal double header. I can't remember if this is at um, Loftus or not, or, or whether or not it's at Ellis Park. Um, but you've got the Bulls hosting Zebra, and you've got the Lions hosting Leinster at the same stadium immediately after one another, which is is actually quite an exciting um, concept. Um, with that being said, Bulls hosting Zebra, you'd, Bulls form recently has been dismal um but I, I do think that they'll they'll probably take the w there if i'm completely honest yeah good, good yeah. game to bounce back with yeah exactly exactly i think it's um that was obviously a pretty rough knockout game in the heineken cup so yeah it'll be really nice to sort of see them uh bounce back get a little bit of form um yeah and then obviously we have lions versus leinster which uh whew. well i think i think this depends my honest yeah. opinion is if Leinster send not their second string side, because I think we've come to realize that Leinster don't have a second string side. They've got the side that they play in the Heineken Cup finals and, and semifinals and stuff. And then they've got the team that, that played the Stormers and drew with them 17-17, which was nuts. Them going from being 17-0 down. Um, I think if they send that squad, the Lions edge it. I think if they decide to send the likes of Gary Ringrose, etc., um, we might be in for for a, for a, a tough time, and uh, yeah. I reckon then the Lions lose. So, bit of a caveat on that one. If we've got kind of the the slightly more URC team coming over, the Lions legit in my opinion. However, if it's that kind of first string team, might be uh, might be a very big big yeah. big scoreline there. Yeah, a bit difficult. Um, good point, man. Um, and then obviously final South African game is our Stormers versus Munster, which I think we both, uh, I think everyone- Come on the boys. Right now. We know who we're supporting in this <laughs> one. <laughs> I... Especially just having Dion Fury on, yeah, who can't Munster's <laughs> going to edge a win. Bugger oh, that. No. Stormers are going to come back. Um, pretty sure it's a home, yeah, yeah, it's a home game. I home might game, yeah. just end up going, watch, uh, going watching this game this weekend. Uh, definitely want to see the boys do well. Um, I think they come out like a house on fire. Um, I think there's going to be tries. And yeah, I think we uh, we do some damage against Munster. We've got something to play for now. Yeah, and I, I think what will be quite interesting is do Munster bring RG Sneeman, casting back our memory to the fact that Eben is out. Does he, uh, does, does he try and stick up his hand, especially whilst on South African soil, if he's coming up against the likes of a, a Marvin Ori? Um, Munster's form recently not been that good. Um, I think they took was it fifty off the Sharks um, in in the in the Heineken Cup two three weeks ago, um, and then they uh, they got absolutely humped by Glasgow at home uh, about two three weeks ago as well. So um, with that being the case, I, I think if the Stormers don't come out and, and put a pretty big scoreline on them, I'll be slightly disappointed. But at the same time. We want four or five points. If we can get five points, pulls us clear. As Dion said, we, we want to get out of uh, out of the grips of Ulster, who are hot on our tails in, in third place. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, I think that's um, that's pretty much all the games. That's our our points, guys. Uh, be friendly in the comments. Let us know what you think of the first episode. Uh, and and are, if you if you want to be unfriendly too, that's fine. Comments help. So you just hit us go. hit us with whatever you want. Um, but this has been fantastic having Dion. Yeah, Rion was obviously great. Having Springbok as your first guest isn't doing too badly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really really appreciate your time, Stegs, and uh, I'll definitely be catching you next week. Yeah, definitely, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's going to be awesome. The journey of co-hosting this podcast. Um, obviously, guys. Let us know in the comments uh, what are the guests you're looking for, who you're interested in, and yeah, we'll uh, be glad to try and make that happen. Lovely stuff. Chat soon.